Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. going on guys welcome to another edition of jay bird watching we are part of the stadium scene.tv network and i'm your host this evening adam corsair joined by mr brennan Penicar and mr craig borden on the wonderful alec manoa day gentlemen how are we doing fantastic manoa mania <laughs> or is yeah, it man, mayhem? uh it, it could be look it's both at this point um <laughs> there it is that was a shot of adrenaline, yes, that game that we needed. Um, we're going to break it down. But, uh, look, before we get ahead of ourselves, just want to do some some quick up here regarding the Jays so we can <laughs> all be on the same page regarding this live stream and recording if you're listening to this in the podcast stream. First of all, the Jays currently sit with a record of 25 and 23. We are recording this after the first game and during the second game of the Blue Jays' doubleheader. So the Blue Jays so far have won the series against the Yankees. They're trying to get the sweep going. Uh, hopefully they can do that. But that's the positive. Since our last show, though, the Jays have fallen off quite a bit, only one out of three against Boston and, and getting swept by the Tampa Bay Rays four games in a row. Uh, the Blue Jays had fallen six straight games before they walked into Yankee Stadium and were able to get back in the win column. Um, so, again, hopefully they take the series, I mean, sorry, the clean sweep with this. If not, they have the series, and that's good enough, especially going into Yankee Stadium. So, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk Alec Manoa. This is the holiday that is officially stamped in Canada, I would imagine. <laughs> this is Alec Manoa Day. Book it. May 27th, happening now and forever, worldwide, actually. Um, after weeks of speculation, Manoa has been called up to the bigs today. It was supposed to be yesterday. It actually happened today. We're recording this Thursday night. Uh, faced the, uh, the Yankees today, game one of the doubleheader. What a ma- way to make your debut. Live, Yankee Stadium. His mom was going ape shit for this kid. You can tell that she loves him very much. It was incredible to watch to my heart. Uh, on top of that, what a stat line. Six innings pitch, no earned runs, two hits, seven strikeouts, 60 of his pitch, uh, 60 of his 88 pitches were thrown for strikes. Dude was in control. Dude was cruising. Dude looked phenomenal. That being said, we starting rotation was rather thin with Nate Pearson and Thomas Hatch going through their respective injuries. Hopefully Hatch can join them soon. 
it was only a matter of time before Manoa was called up. So, Brennan, we'll start with you, man, our resident Canadian. Chop it up. This was an act of desperation by the Jays, or do you think this call-up was truly earned and warranted, or maybe it's a combination of both? In other words, if the rotation was healthy, would we be seeing Alec Manoa today? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, to answer your original question, though, I think it was a little bit of both. A little bit of desperation for a team that was down in the dumps after getting swept by the Rays and losing the last two games of the series against Boston. And I know we're going to dissect those series. And my goodness, there's a lot to say about those, uh, to say the least. Um, so a little bit of active desperation. But at the same time, it was well-earned. It was a very well-earned call-up by Alec Manoa. And he proved that today. Even Joe Siddle, post-game on Sportsnet, said, you know what? I was very against them calling up Manoa because he had any minor league baseball experience. And I haven't even watched him, is what he said. But after seeing that, I now understand why he got the call. And I think a lot of people are saying that right now. It was incredible. That was about as good as a debut you, you could hope for, for a kid who's barely had any baseball experience at the professional level. Uh, every level of the minors he's been at, though, he has pitched well. He's older than other guys minor. So he's a little bit further along in his development process and he went to college too. So he got that under his belt. So I'm not surprised. I am surprised at how dominant he looked, but I'm not surprised he pitched well. Um, I thought going into it, it's like, you know what, if you give us four, maybe five innings tops of solid baseball, maybe you give up a run or two, you strike out five to seven batters and give up a few hits because you have a double header and Robbie Ray's pitching the second one. Who's proven very consistently since his first two starts of the year, He's going six or seven every single time. Charlie could afford to use the bullpen in game one. He didn't have to. He only had to go to Romano. Not only did Manoa go out there and shove, he helped this bullpen who got a rest yesterday. And let's hope Robbie Ray can go deep in this game because that bullpen is in dire needs of rest. <laughs> so let's hope that the rain out yesterday was and it ends up being a good thing. And so far, so good. I wonder if they actually Durham and actually forced the rain out yesterday. <laughs> you know, that's just... possible, man. <laughs> hey, weatherman. By the way, this is the real report. Just, yeah, <laughs> just take this. Make it happen. Exactly. We need this off day. But oh my god, could it have gotten any better? I, if if I was picturing the perfect debut for a major league pitcher, this was this has got to be what it looks like, right? You know, he went into Yankee Stadium, mows through the New York Yankees, and just completely just crushes them. And I love that I get to say he Manoa mows him down because that's just like you know lead in, and something's going on because Adam's freaking the hell out. Uh, it was just a relay play from Bo to home. Uh, I thought he threw him out. I guess the the run counted. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, got me all excited because you know being in New York, I don't get to watch shit. <laughs> so let me look at this is. again. But keep talking. Go ahead. <laughs> so, but God, the strikeouts, the control, and I, I was nervous, and I just like I think he was because after he walked the first batter, he completely yeah. locked it in. It was great to see, and I don't think I've ever seen Aaron Judge take a more uncomfortable swing than the one that he, not even the one he fell down on. I'm talking about that one that he took. Right after that, he was clearly looking for something off-speed. Manoa just flying in there, and he swung by the time I think Reese McGuire was just wrapping the leather around it. <laughs> and it was like, nope, sorry. You might as well just walk back to the you know dugout at this point and grab some bench. But it was very intriguing. And then I think the other veteran that looked really, really bad against Alec Manoa was... I know he's not Brett Gardner of his prime anymore, but the fact that he was getting in on him and just completely crushing him. The one slider, Brett Gardner looked like he was swinging at it and he was going for the outside 
of the plate. The thing turned around and almost came at him and hits like right above his fists on the bat. It was nuts. I couldn't believe it. That slider was insane. So very good mix of his pitches and very good command period to be able to go through the Yankees today. Yeah, I'm with you, dude, especially with that first, uh, the first batter he faced. I thought, oh, man, here we go. Here's a, here's a straight walk right here. He's not getting any favors. He's not getting Pearson any calls. All over again. That's exactly what I <laughs> said. Yeah, uh, not looking good. But I got to give him credit. He cleaned it up. He was able to to just make the adjustments. And I got I got to say this. We, we shit on him all the time. Shout out to Reese McGuire. For, for calling a good game for Alec Manoa, right? Because Alec wasn't shaking well, a couple times, but for the most part, he was he was uh, pitching what uh, Reese threw down. Yeah. So you got to you got to give him credit for calling a good game and working with the strike zone, working what he had because I know it was sort of uh, a hot button issue in the first inning. He made the adjustments, man. He he the slider wasn't incredible, but it was still pretty good. He was throwing them mainly against the right-handed pitchers. The changeup looked good. And that was something that he was working on in the minor leagues. And he only had, what is it, 18 innings in the minor leagues he only threw? Yeah. I think they oh, threw about? 40 total in the minor leagues. 40 total? Yes. So was it 18 in Justin Buffalo? Justin Buffalo this year, 14. Yeah. Or yeah. 18 or whatever. 18, so, But the catch yeah. on this that everybody, I think, on that note is missing, he was at the alternate site all year last year. It's not like he was staying at home, crushing potato chips, and then playing MLB The Show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, he was... He was playing with these same coaches and everything, and um, I think it was Buck Martinez that pointed out that he was actually very, cl- very close with John Sch- throughout a lot of that alternate alternate site stuff. Being you know major league coach John Schneider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he he looked composed. He looked like he'd been there before. You got to give him credit. And I guess the question is, Craig, has he done enough? to not just earn another start. That is obvious. We all know he's getting another start. He's going to be pitching in Buffalo. It's going to happen for the Blue Jays. Um, is he is he ever going back down? Like, is this it? Because, I, look, we've talked about confidence. we talked about the flip-flopping with players like Sanchez, talked about, you know, how it sort of is messing now with Pearson. If you call up a guy that went from Vancouver to AAA to the bigs, you can't bring him down now. You just can't. You need this shot of adrenaline in the arm for the rotation. I don't know if you disagree or agree with that. What say ye? I think the biggest thing is right now, I'm going to quote a famous Charlie Montoyo uh, line here. Who else do we have? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but besides that point, right now he has now risen to the top of the Anthony Kays and whatnot mountain, right? The guys that we had that were in that same level of player and pitcher, right? He's taken that next step to stand out above those guys. He show that he can in a very, very key game for the Blue Jays, I think, and today, very under sun, I think. The fact that he was able to turn around and get the team to go back and do that and eat innings and actually keep the bullpen out of this, this is the reason that we might have a good game right now, not just the fact that he had a good start. Um, like you said, one way or the other, he's getting another start. I really find it really hard for him to be taking a huge step back on the – you know, start that he had today. You've watched the confidence that he was picking up in Buffalo and just kind of continue right through it and just take this meteoric rise to get to the majors, right? He's been riding a hurricane. He's going to continue doing something along this lines that 
what's the worst case scenario today? He showed up and threw th- six innings and, th- and gave up three runs. I would have still been fine with that start. The fact that he gets yeah. a shutout is in- uncanny, you know? So if he can co- go out and at least chew up six innings each time, the- that's better than what the Blue Jays have been trucking out in the fourth, fifth, well, third, fourth, and fifth spots of their rotation a lot of the times. Yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. He's obviously earned himself another start, probably another two or three. Um, that I like. I'm sure there's going to be more gems uh, along the way uh, this year, like there was today. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few duds in there too, uh, especially considering he's barely pitched at the professional level um, in any stint, Vancouver, Buffalo, wherever it is. But the stuff looks big league ready. The fact that he was throwing change-ups to lefties, mm-hmm. that's very rare to throw change-up to lefties and make them look like fools, right? And his sliders could through all four of his pitches, I'm pretty sure, in the first inning. Yes. Um, so the fact that he had the confidence to do that shows you he's probably good to go from here on out. I would temper expectations a little bit, maybe not yeah. too much, just in case, because he's still very raw, but at the same time, it's tough to call him raw because he just looks so polished today. It's incredibly exciting. And if he can stabilize a spot in the rotation, just imagine when Thomas Hatch comes back. If Hatch is the guy who we were talking about last week being that key cog in the rotation to make everything click and go and the starting rotation is consistent from here on out. My goodness, with Ryu, Manoa, Ray, Steven Matz, I know he's been up and down kind of like uh, what we were saying earlier before the show about Jordan Montgomery, a guy who has a good start, bad start, good start, bad start. That's okay for five guy if you have Manoa performing like a three and Thomas Hatch can just be a four or five as well. So, yeah, I can see Manoa sticking around here for at least the next month and just continue to evaluate it as uh, every start passes. Piggybacking off of that, I know uh, the the main focus of today's show and on the mind of Blue Jays fans is Alec Manoa. So, I'm you know, no apologies necessary here. But how much pressure does this put on or take off of Nate Pearson to get his ass back in the rotation in the big league? <laughs> I'm trying to start with you. That's a good question, man. Um, in my mind, it might put a little more pressure on him because he... And I know Pearson's been in the system a little bit longer and was drafted before Manoa, but Pearson has always been the guy who was the guy in the system, top pitching prospect. What was he, seven or four this year in terms of all top 100 prospects in baseball? And he's come up last year, his debut, I believe, was five innings and he looked pretty decent, uh, but it wasn't like Manoa's was today. Um, Control issues with Nate Pearson needs to be solved. And it wasn't a good outing for him today in Buffalo either. I think he only pitched four innings, gave up a couple walks, hits, still struck out a lot, as Nate Pearson will always do. But, yeah, I think in mind it's a little bit more pressure on him because he, uh, he's he been heralded as the guy, and now somebody may have surpassed him uh, at this point. And I think it's fair to question now, is Manoa the true number one pitching prospect in the organization? And you know what? If Pearson doesn't turn it around as the year goes along swr continues to do what he's been doing in the minors there's going to start being questions about swr being on the same level as nate pearson too i don't want to get too far ahead of myself yeah, but no. that that could, could already even maybe make that argument but it's yeah, a level of amount and stuff but uh i want to point out a funny thing here because this popped into my head sure. while you were talking here uh yeah, yeah. brendan we're talking about who surpassed who and who might be taking some of the spotlight because in my opinion this is similar to Vlad and Bo all over again, just on the other right. side of the uh, the, right. the coin here, that we're talking with this same situation now instead of hitting. But everybody knew Vlad was going to be the man. Obviously, we're seeing that now. But two years ago, 
Bo Bichette was the one that ended up having the insane Major League debut. Literally record-breaking in Major League history with how many doubles he had off the bat. So... Right now, we've seen Nate Pearson struggle. He's in that quadruple-A limbo bullshit right now where he is dominating in triple-A and hasn't figured out how to translate to the majors. That's what we were kind of seeing with Vlad at the time. He was obviously not going anywhere from Major League Baseball, but he hadn't found that way to really just find himself and run with his performance, right? I think that's going to be this with Nate Pearson, and I don't think right now, with what we've been seeing from Nate Pearson, that this year is going to be that coming out party for him, especially at the major league level. And if it does translate for him having any talent right now this season for the Blue Jays, I honestly would not be shocked if they let him come out and air it out in the bullpen. Boom. I would not be shocked by that whole situation, because let's say Manoa does solidify this spot. They're still going to be trading for a pitcher at the trade deadline. 100%. I don't care what the hell anybody says. They're going to find a way to add, even if it's a walkerism or whatever it is, to this equation come, you know, probably around the all-star break in that ballpark is where I would think. There's already been some decent trades going on in Major League Baseball, which is shocking to this point in the league. But um, Hey, Tampa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on the point, though, if Manoa's already taken that, where would Nate Pearson be able to go? And if he is yeah. that way to turn around and get that little bit of the ball rolling a little bit in the bullpen or something like that, that's fine. But right now, I'm with Brendan. Just let him throw down minors and work on his control. I honestly would love to see him take two, three miles an hour off his fastball and really focus on just pinpointing it. You talk about somebody that can throw, he's throwing, what, throwing 100 and 102 is his quote normal? <gasps> throw fucking 98. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw the ball across the damn plate. That's yeah. still plenty to get out major league hitters. What was it? Greg Maddox said he could throw 99 if he really wanted to, but he would never throw it across the damn plate. We <laughs> yeah. know what Greg Maddox did in his career. The guy was freaking nuts. You know, I'm not saying he needs to take that big step back, but there is something with Nate Pearson's game that is not ready to translate over in the major league baseball where we're seeing the flip of that, where we saw in Alec Manoa today and over the you know first parts of the season here that he has figured that part out. And that poise is actually letting him run in right into the major leagues. Even if he does take a little slight regress on this, are we? It's we're not phoning another guy out of the minor leagues. I don't think is where it really comes from. If he's going to yeah. go out there and pitch it like five innings, that's the same level as Steven Matz. Even if he regresses, you know. Yeah, I um look when I, I think you you touched on a good point when it came to Vladdy compared to Bo and having Pearson compared point. to uh, Manoa. Um, the only difference I would make is you know when you look at Vladdy and Bo at the time. The problem with Vladdy at the time was lack of shape and lack of confidence at the time, or maybe it was overhype, right? Gets his ass in shape, gets more confidence. Now he's one of the best hitters in baseball right now. And that's not hyperbole. He legitimately. <laughs> Vlad with, VP, just saying. Yeah. yeah <laughs> with, with Manoa, it's all confidence and stuff. No one's going to deny that Nate Pearson doesn't have the stuff. The problem with Nate Pearson is right here. It's in between the here. That's the problem. It's a complete lack of confidence. It's getting shook in the moment. I just don't know that he's he's ready for it. And I'm glad you mentioned the bullpen, man, because that was going to be my question. Are we at the point? And I know it's it, how many starts have he has he had in the bigs? I don't just a handful. I think it's under ten uh, starts that he's had in the big leagues. Are we prepared to say that he's in? He's probably destined for a bullpen role. Look. I'm not totally uncomfortable saying he's probably better off in the bullpen, maybe for a long relief. The pressure will be off him. Maybe he can air it out, as you said, Craig, a little bit more without 
having the pressure of going five, six innings. If he only has to go three, maybe four tops, it's not a bad role to have. And if he's throwing gas, let it rip. I'm not convinced that this is a starting pitcher. And again, just on his game and he comes back and he's, you know, ripping it. If SWR looks coming back and he's a starting pitcher in the rotation down the line, I don't know. There might not be room for a Nate Pearson to for someone with control. So maybe Pearson is a bullpen guy. I don't know, Brennan. Six it sounds like you wanted to. Yeah, sounds like you <laughs> wanted to, to touch on it. Um, Nate Pearson is still a starter in my eyes, but not for this season. If Nate Pearson is back in the big league level, it's later on in the season. That's a reliever. And he follows the exact same trajectory as 2015 Aaron Sanchez. Just going to say that. Yes. Who struggled <laughs> like with mine, control. A <laughs> bunch of starts in the bigs. And we saw that start last year. He came back in the bullpen in the playoffs. That one game against the Rays. And was like, holy crap. Like, of course, if we get this guy right, that's what he can do. But this year, the struggles continued into this year with the control. But he comes back in August. Just like Aaron Sanchez had an injury in june or maybe may and he came back like you know what for any concerns and the injury you're going in the bullpen and him and i know that he must not be named anymore but roberto osuna um formed an incredible eight nine uh in that 2015 blue jays bullpen um with cecil before he got hurt so if he comes back this year you know what there might still be another starter or two depending on how desperate they are if there's another injury yeah. but the ideal way to do it at this point until he figures out the control back up in August, September, and he's an incredible weapon out of the bullpen that can give you two or three innings and help you bridge the gap from starter to closer. Yeah. I'm going to throw this one out there too. Another Blue Jays unmentionable that actually got his establishment and confidence in the Blue Jays bullpen. Marcus Stroman actually had those four or five awful starts in 2014, right? Couldn't throw the ball across the plate. They put him in the bullpen for, like, what, a month? Something like that. He finally found out that he can get out major league hitters. And then, boom, we started seeing the what in turn to be a good Marcus Stroman. But it's same thing. It, it's how he can get that confidence because we know the stuff will carry. I do believe he is still a starter wholeheartedly. It's just of pitches that he has and the varying di- speeds of those pitches is why I think he's going to eventually be a great starting pitcher. But... Until he gets that confidence cemented, he is not going to be anything but this quadruple-A ballpark for teasing around here or a bullpen guy. Yeah. It, look, I, the organization has spoken. They are more comfortable with Anthony Kay as a spot starter than Nate Pearson. Again, no yep. disrespect to Anthony Kay. None whatsoever. He he provided this this team with more some major league pretty – yep. he, he He's provided more quality than one star for Nate Pearson. But still – he has provided a little bit more security for the Blue Jays than, than so at that point, I think the writing's on the wall. Now I'm not saying it's hopeless. I'm not saying he can't be a starter, but would we be? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna get fucking railed for this. But are should we, I go back uh, to the message board before? <laughs> yeah, you might want to listen while I suggest this. Are we comfortable? Oh, I gotta brace myself. Saying no, no, no. <laughs> that the Nate band-aid. Pearson is not untouchable deadline because he, I'm at that point. He's he's still untouchable to me. I can't do it. I disagree. I, I do not. Depending want on another, the return, I, I will say depending on return, Carpenter, man. I do not want another. Chris depending Carpenter. on the return. No, I'm not. It would it. have to be if for you a top tier major ace. league player. That's going to be more control. <laughs> no, so me, you wouldn't but. do it for a Scherzer. 
nope. I don't think I could do it for sure, sir, just because okay. I know I'd be giving the Nationals in hindsight. At least in that, he's not in my goddamn division of baseball, period. He's in the National League, go over there and toe head. But I, right now, because here's the, the problem, at least for me, Adam. Worst case scenario, he could be the best closer in Blue Jays baseball. Okay, fair. fair. <laughs> that is my fair. that is my basement for Nate Pearson. My ceiling pin is Roy Halladay too. Yep, that would be the catch. Yeah, I can't get there. I can't get there. I can I, see I your point. I'm not knocking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying that's it's literally that's my spectrum. Tom Hankey to Roy Holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with I, you. I think his he'll be somewhere in the middle, and. And this isn't a bad thing. This isn't like I'm not comparing the talent and saying he's going to be like this. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the trajectory of his tenure as a Blue right. Jay Correct. might mirror Brett Cecil's. Which is a bad thing. No, <laughs> that'd be fine too. Brett Cecil was a terrible starter. And then when he had his bullpen role, he was phenomenal for the Blue Jays. So much so that he cashed in with the cards. Yeah. So, and then he fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> and then he fell off. That's what I'm saying. But it, He's if, still technically if, under contract. Then. I think so. <laughs> with the cards? He's not on the roster, but he's technically under contract. But, oh, wow. Because okay. they're, they're still uh, paying him. <laughs> establish a role in the bullpen. And I'm not hating on that. I'm not saying, okay, let's force him to be a starter or, and stretch him out. If it's not broken, don't fix it. At, at this point, I would rather them waste every bullet in trying to make him a thing and let him go at the end of his club control, knowing that, hey, we did everything we could for this generational talent in the minor leagues before they even think about trading him. That's just me. I know yeah, the Chris Carpenter. The, I know the Chris Carpenter thing happened before I was even a fan, but still, like they, it still they missed the out. Watched him. it. Right. It's very rare. It, it, it's it very is. rare for that, especially for a Blue it Jay is. to be that good. Yeah, you know, we we were actually having the same conversation about Blue Jays greats and uh, whatnot at my softball game the other day because I I I with a bunch of guys there, American League East, you know, fans, yeah. Orioles, Blue Jays, Yankees, so on and so forth, right? Thank God there's no Red Sox fans. Wait, you were playing, <laughs> playing with one of the three Orioles fans? Whoa. I, have, I have one. I have one of them play softball <laughs> with me. He is hardcore. He, he's like, dude, BJ Surhoff was my boy. <laughs> wow. There's a name drop for you. Nice. <laughs> so, anyway, um, we were chit chatting about this, and as far as homegrown Toronto Blue Jays great pitchers. You're in that ballpark of, okay, great, Jimmy Key. You know, Paul Quantrill was pretty good, but ended up being more of a bullpen guy. You know, until you get to Roy Halladay, you don't have that yeah. guy that's like, yeah. oh, my God, he could win a Cy Young every year. <laughs> you know, we haven't had it was homegrown as a Toronto Blue Jays pitcher. And even when we were good in the most recent thing for most Blue Jays fans for 2015-2016, we had no ace. <laughs> we had no Strowman was the closest thing to a homegrown ace. Correct. But our actual ace was Jay Happ, which yeah. was, oh, yes. you know, especially yeah, yeah. in the Jay Happ version one. <laughs> so, but we, right now, this is a, this, this whole thing going on with the Blue Jays minor league system with pitching and what's coming even still is unheard of in Toronto Blue Jays yeah. history, is my point. We were all pumped up for, you know, Nate Pearson to just come in the season and run away with a job, and everybody was actually almost expecting that in spring training. Alec Manoa had a, a loud yes. spring training, <laughs> and everybody didn't even blink of the eye that he wasn't even thought of for being brought up with the team. And now you're talking about he's running away with a job and is looking like the legit like number one pick that we had, yeah. and he's going to be solid. 
and he's looking very, very polished. And that's about the best thing I could say about him for his age. That college baseball thing for him with West Virginia seems like that was the best decision on the planet for him. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. And but it, you got guys like him. Then what? If Pearson hits, and then there's still SWR. We haven't heard from Eric Pardino in forever. <laughs> He's yeah. going to start pitching again here shortly. I hear. And there's a lot of Blue Jays toted arms that are just collectively chilling out over here. Yeah. And Manoa's just the first one to finally and there's step more up. behind those guys, too. I'm just looking at the top 30 prospects, guys that we forget about. Kloffenstein's still down there with the nickname King Kloff uh, on Blue Jays Twitter. CJ Van Eyck, who they only drafted, was it last year or the year before? And Van Eyck has a high ceiling. I know they traded Kendall Williams, but he would have been on that list. But even after that, Joey Murray is a guy we've been hearing about for a little while. And then you go a little bit further down, and there's names like Yosef. For Zulueta, who opened eyes in spring, yep. uh, I know he got hurt recently, but there's a lot of arms still in this system. It's kind of crazy. And I think this is the only reason the Blue Jays have stand pat on the off season on pitching. They didn't get the couple guys they wanted, and they're like, okay, fine, let's see what we got with some of these youngsters. And we're they're finally seeing one rise to the top of that pile, and hopefully they we can go get the other arm and push this thing over the top. Hopefully it maintains. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's go to the offensive side. Let's go to the king himself, Vladdy, <laughs> who is on an absolute tear as of late. And it's honestly, it's really just a pleasure to watch him play baseball, literally on both sides of the diamond. He looks more confident than any other player on the team, maybe minus Manoa today. I'm particularly impressed with his defense at first, but saying that would be sort of a disservice to how awesome he's been at the plate. Prior to game one of today's doubleheader, Vladdy was tied as the league leader in home runs with 16 home runs. He's top five in RBI, top five in hits, and top five in runs. So, Craig, I'll toss it over to you, man. Is this his ceiling, or is he can he even reach higher than this? And moreover, more importantly for this year, is it sustainable? Are we going to see this production throughout the rest of the season, or is it inevitable that he's going to hit a slump? I think it's going to fall back a touch, but just a touch. emphasis on a touch because, guys, <laughs> yeah. I really well, – I've had the pleasure of watching him a lot play yeah. baseball, a lot. And this is the exact guy that I saw playing minor league baseball that I don't think Blue Jays fans have actually gotten to see. Um, so in the midst of that equation, th- I think this is the new that Blue Jay fans should be kind of expecting – and then we're going to even see these like flashes where he just goes in absolute shreds. Like he had what three games in a row with home runs last week. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to see things like that, that are going to be like a bam all of a sudden. And everybody's gonna be like, Holy shit. (laughs) But I, to me, when I was watching Vlad jr. Play minor league baseball, I'm like, there is nothing to me that says this guy is a 30, 40 home run guy. He's going to drive in a shit ton of runs and he's going to bat around 300. I think that's the norm that she expecting because there's just no way in hell this confidence train is going off for him. He is a full on major league baseball player in his head and he's having a freaking riot. I've been trying to push the nickname Vladdy vicious for like two years now. People need to start getting on board with that damn nickname because it is perfect for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think uh, there might be a little bit of a higher level than this, um, but He's right. Like, this is the best offensive performance I've seen from a Blue Jays, probably 2015 Josh Donaldson at this point. In terms of what he's done just this month alone, 
He's hit nine home runs, but he's hit almost 330. He's getting on base like just an incredible amount of times. He's always on base. This is the closest, craziest month I've seen to Edwin S. 2014 when he hit 16 home runs and single-handedly carried the Blue Jays' offense. Vlad's lucky. He hasn't had to single-handedly carry it in May because Marcus Simeon has just been as incredible. Yes, he has. Yeah. Uh, Simeon, this is like MVP 2019 Marcus Simeon, right? And Bo continues to be good. Gritchick, he has not fallen off like we've all expected him to. But, yeah, there might be a little bit more of a level for Vlad Jr. to the point where maybe he will start having 16 home run months like uh, like Edwin Encarnacion did in 2014. But this is pretty damn special. Right now, how can he not be your favorite to win the MVP just with how he's doing? Like, if the Blue Jays are anywhere close to contention, which they should be in September, let's say they miss out by a game or two or they get in, it's sink pretty much single-handedly on Vlad for the most part with some nice supporting pieces, some pieces from Simeon and Bo and others who are in that lineup. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's Vlad's team right now. I know the last few years we've gone back and forth on Vlad to Bo, and now I think we're back on Vlad. That's not a bad problem to have. It really no, is. It's no, it's not. No. Look, you, you tossed out names. You're right. Simeon has been on a tear. Lourdes yeah. is starting to heat up, he right? Is. He's starting to connect. Tay Oscar has been like, he has his moments, but still he's been consistently good. <laughs> um, he hasn't fallen off and last year wasn't a fluke. He yeah. hasn't fallen off. Tay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bo, when he's on, he's on. Um, it, this team is solid and we still don't have Springer <laughs> in the mix. Think about it. Like I know they lo- they just dropped six in a row. I get it. It's gonna happen. Those Rats swings are happen. gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, look, you're not even if if we're in playoff contention in September, you're not even gonna remember these games unless they really do cost us. But you're not <laughs> gonna remember these games. I just I, look. You got to be confident with what Vladdy's doing because you're right. He is leading this team in terms of how he's carrying himself. He is an example to players on how to carry yourself because it, he's having fun. That's the thing. He looks like just a kid having fun playing baseball in your beer league softball. I know it's not a kid, but still, <laughs> he looks like he's just, just not even going to work. You can tell he loves what he's doing, and he's having fun doing it. And again, I am so impressed with the defense at first. The way he's picking balls out of the dirt, those short hop throws by Bo, just picking them up, no problem, making those. I think there was a, a throw that too high and he got his foot just on the bag in the race series to get him out. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure if that was him or Rowdy, but still he, the there's defense, even a couple he's laid out for yes, over at first base and completely yeah. sold out and still somehow managed to keep his back. It's been and very the impressive. Vertical, the vertical reach. He like, this is what happens when you lose 42 pounds. <laughs> he get hops. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Jump. He's not looking like he's too far behind, like Justin smoke or something like that for no. recent blue Jays for defensive first baseman first. And, you know, there's no reason that if he continues on this kind of a cliff that people shouldn't be thinking about him for a possible gold glove performance, you know, tell me right now who's doing in the American league in the American league, who has been quintessential first baseman that has been doing anything better than he has been. It's hard to name him somebody off the time. I, I agree. He looks like a natural first baseman. That's the thing. It fits. Yes, he it's like Boris Gurriel Jr. Played. all of a sudden finding left field. It is. <laughs> you know, speaking of, he didn't play a bad first base. No, he, he didn't. Did <laughs> Wasn't that he, he bad? Didn't. Well, his, but, his brother Yuli's doing nothing but first base. Any, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. runs in the family. There you go. I really hope this is just a taste of what we're getting in Vlad. And you know what? If he does put up MVP numbers and maybe even wins the MVP this year, 
the Blue Jays have to just it's time to put up, dude. You right. have to you have Easily. to send them. You have <laughs> and, and you know what? Tatis is the measuring stick now. Yep. You have to either match it or exceed it to keep a guy like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on your team. And and it's well earned at that point because he's the future. And if this is just a taste of if this is just an appetizer, my God. Him yeah. and Springer for years and both for years. Just for the next five years after this, just let it run. For Blue Lock Jays them fans. Both up. Yeah. For Blue yes. Jays fans, we should be getting used to the fact that we should be starting to eventually in the next year, I think, having that same conversation that best Blue Jays first baseman, he's gonna be in that conversation with Delgado McGriff. Yeah. Oh. And that's yeah. how it should feel going forward because you already see the calm, you know, what it was the calm for the storm. Now you're seeing him be more or less right now. The only guy that was beating him in most offensive categories was Mike Trout. Guess what happened? Mike Trout's not <laughs> playing baseball for a He's week. <laughs> and here comes the Vladdy train. <laughs> I think the only guy doing better him in most categories in the majors is the guy you had just mentioned the financially has been cashed in in Fernando Tatis. Tatis, yeah. Because yeah. I'm sorry to say, and this is the thing that shocks me about Tatis, I have him on my fantasy team, and he's played only two-thirds as many games as Major League Baseball players, and he's still leading in all these offensive categories. It's insane. Same thing with with uh, Acuna, too. He He's – Bo just hit a home run. They're up 3-1. He? Yep, yes. he just did. There you go. Woo-woo. See? Extend Bo. Yes. Full blast. <laughs> Extension. <laughs> he heard us talking Vlad up too much and just wanted yeah. to make sure he got in the conversation. I need some thunder back. <laughs> Let's go, go, JJs. <laughs> there you go. It was a shot to left center, too. All right. Uh, we touched on him earlier. Um, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't bring him up again. We got to talk about Steven Matz, man, because that outing against the, the Yankees two days ago, we're, again, we're recording this on Thursday. So on Tuesday, was just outstanding. Um, he needed a bounce back. Um, his last outing before that against Boston left a lot to be desired. Trust me, I know. In that game, he pitched six innings, giving up five runs, all earned, only uh, fanning far and walking two, also giving up a home run. Uh, fast forward five days later, again to Tuesday at Yankee Stadium, arguably his best outing of the year since Kansas City. Okay, so it, it's been quite some time since he's had an outing like this. And prior to this, his race hasn't been that good. Mm. All right. So if you were to walk in and see the stats against the Yankees prior to this game, you would think, oh, man, they're going to clobber. Him. <laughs> nope. He had arguably his best outing in a Toronto Blue Jays uniform. Uh, Pick thirds, gave up one earned run, striking out 10 and walking zero. Brendan, how important is the success for Steven Matz moving forward with this rotation? We talked about people like Alec Manoa and how maybe Thomas Hatch has a shot in the in the rotation if, if something were to open up. If Steven, again, maybe it's going to be up-down performances, we'll, we'll see. But if it's somewhere in the middle, on average, from here to the end of the season, how important is that for the stability of this uh, rotation? Oh, huge. It can't be understated. It's uh, it's massive. He looked like he did his first three starts of the season. Um, going out there, pumping the strike zone, keeping the ball low uh, in the zone. It was uh, it was surprising. I was not expecting that, to say the least, especially at Yankee Stadium. I still get horrible flashbacks to Tanner Roark last year and just a whole bunch of other guys at Yankee Stadium in September of last year. Um, Taiwan Walker getting annihilated last year. So whenever there's a and if like a, a good, decent pitcher that goes out in the mound at Yankee Stadium, I think, you know what? We could maybe win the game. Sometimes I wouldn't be surprised if the short porch uh, comes back and bites him in the butt. Uh, but no, Matt's uh, turned it around a little bit. There were some outings between the Royals game and the Yankees game on Tuesday um, that there were some encouraging signs. 
there were a lot of runs given up that Houston stormed when the Blue Jays won that one game in Houston. I think Matt may have gotten credited for the win that day, but he still gave up four runs, I believe. It wasn't the greatest start, but he kept them in the game. Um, and that's what mattered that night. So there's been a lot of meh uh, to poor outings lately. And meh isn't the ceiling that we want. We want a little bit better than that, especially for a guy who right now is your number three. Um, meh can be okay. Uh for a number three, but ideally that's more of a number four uh, in your rotation. And hell, if Manoa stays, he started today and uh, does <laughs> that, that easily pushes him down. And then Hatch and uh, Stephen Matz rounding out the rotation could be a very nice four or five. Assuming Hatch uh, lives up to the hype that people have been giving him uh, on this uh, rehab stint that he's started. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, it could be a very nice looking rotation with those five guys leading the way the next few turns through. This is the Steven Matz we need to keep. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. He could really fare well be the, the linchpin to this whole plan is what it's going to come down to. It, we're hoping that Manoa is going to continue this track, right? And we finally have that fourth guy. Um, Matt's continuing to find ways to get five, six innings is going to be key to this team being in a good pennant race. It really is what it's going to do. And I really hope that this is more what we keep getting. I'm fine with him if he can keep getting, you know, giving up the occasional home run as long as he keeps it to two, three runs a game and gets me five or six innings. I'm fine with that. The bullpen, especially if we are going to finally get somebody stepping up for that fourth spot role, even better. I really think the thing that's going to go forward here, too, the fact that um, our best starters, the ones that actually do eat up innings, boys, they're all left-handed. That's mm-hmm. one thing I think that's undersung about this whole thing if Manoa steps up, flip-flops some of these batters and mess with some lineups and stuff again. But Steven Matz, that outing the other night, it was incredible to watch. Especially, like you said, he's got some demons in Yankee Stadium, especially from all those Subway series playing with the Mets. Yep. I can, uh, you know, exercise the demons, if you will, <laughs> and see him get back on the train a little bit here and go with the uh, you know Blue Jays back to get some wins after that long uh, hard week that we've had over the past six games up into that point. And I forgot to mention this while we were doing this, but how many games were we, would, would we not been in with Vladdy not mashing a few home runs over that losing streak? If we had one other person step up oh, yeah. over that winning streak, those could have been wins. Our losing streak could have been win, could have been wins instead. We kept us in the game single-handedly at least two of those outings. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. No, anyway, I agree. Matt's is good. We got to keep him exactly whatever he's did right these last couple starts, moving in that direction. It's got to stay that way. Yeah, it seemed like there was a, just a paradigm shift in demeanor for him. Um, when he's on, he rem- just his approach. Again, not the stuff, not the not the talent, not to say that he's not talented, but he just looks like Roy Halladay with his wind up and his just like that and just the hat and the face. It it's just looks thing. like Roy Halladay to me. <laughs> like it could be Halladay's cousin or something. Yeah. Um. Former obviously, <laughs> yeah, way better than Matt's. I'm not trying to compare talent here. It's just when he's in that zone and he's comfortable, he's he's it's clicking. He's good. And again, ten strikeouts is nothing to just oh, yeah, no, nothing to scoff at, right? He, this is against Yankees in Yankee Stadium. That's that's a confidence booster, and that's something that you can carry over, right? I think he pitching against Miami would be his next star, or is it the last uh, game? It looks like him and him Cleveland. and Manoa would land Miami. I think. No, okay. I think it'd be Sunday in uh, in Cleveland. Oh, I think they, they said that during the, I think they said that during the first broadcast. I think you're right. It was gonna be Ryu, Ryu Matts, and um, I forget. It'd be no, 
Ray and Manoa. Okay. Ray and Manoa in the uh, Marlins series uh, yeah. is the way it lined up right now. Yes. Yes. So there you go. They so were hoping he, that Kay was going to make his other start over the weekend here. Okay. So yeah, look, that's that's something that you can walk into Cleveland and have a chip on your shoulder and you know ha- let the confidence roll over from Yankee Stadium and try to pull out another dub. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think when when we're talking about how thin this rotation has been stretched, you know, the team in general. You know, those types of wins are important. Those types of wins are confidence booster. It doesn't matter if you're coming off a six-game losing streak. As long as you can pick yourself back up and pick up some Ws and, again, 10Ks, fine. Bring it on, man. And I, I, I'm not expecting that type of motion through and through for the rest of the season. I'd be very surprised, very happy with that type of production, but I just don't see it happening. Again, I think it's going to be somewhere average in the middle, which is fine. And could you do better for a number three? Sure. But, again... One time through the road, probably doesn't matter, right? It's just you get who you get and whatever lands on, it lands there. Um, so I'm hoping for good things when it comes to Matt's. I'm hoping that he can continue the success. We'll see what happens. Um, Craig, you touched on, you know, what would happen if someone else besides Vladimir Guerrero Jeff, would we win a couple of those games? We got to talk about the Tampa Bay sweep. We got to talk Ugh. about losing two out of three against Boston. I was in a good mood, guy. <laughs> yeah, because I oh, six games losing streak. Hey, we're behind us now. But still, there were a lot of opportunities for the Jays to clout and pick up at least two W's that I can think of. At least two. Both of which were in extras. Okay, both were in extra innings. Uh, the bullpen seemed to be the Achilles heel when it came to this week for the Jays. And I'm not sure that Montoyo is completely blameless from all of this. Uh, I was questioning some of his bullpen decisions. So, Craig, where and who, anyone, do you place the blame on that sweep against Tampa and losing two out of three against Boston? Because the Jays lost some serious real estate in the AL East. Yeah. Well, my biggest problem, giving Rafael Delis high leverage innings right off of an injury. Whoever hell fucking made that decision, I think we know who. (laughs) I'm not happy with. I'm sorry to say that I know Jordan Romano was quote-unquote not feeling good or whatever it was. He wasn't hurt. That's right. Right. So the problem was he pitched the inning before and it was lights out the one game. And then Delise came out and pitched the ninth and then you all saw what happened. Mm -hmm. I I love Rafael Delise. I think he's a great piece for this bullpen. But right off that injury, the first start or the first pitch he had back that was that we out the was that the game we blew out the Red Sox and he came the out just to game. throw yeah. out the last inning or whatever. He looked nothing. horrible. Mm-hmm. It was really rough to watch. It, he just couldn't find the plate. He throwing almost thirty pitches during that outing just for cleanup duty. It it, it scared the crap out of me, and I'm like, okay, well. Give him some easy innings the next week. Let him get that that motion back that he had before that injury because he was looking pretty damn good before he got hurt for a week. And I just couldn't believe that they kept trucking him out there for those same high leverage innings that um, I saw the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I just couldn't believe Church. they kept trucking him out there for those same high leverage when they had at that time. Chatwood was still kind of semi-rested and Romano was pitching in that game anyway you just chose the wrong inning to throw him in yeah uh, especially yeah i i agree with you when it comes to, to it came to don't that was again they were just trying to get him some work and what better time to do it than with an eight uh nothing cushion i agree right? that. He was, i'm talking about yeah. the, the game that he blew like the night after yes. and then the next yes. game later in the weekend that he blew He's, 
until today, did he end up pitching? No, he didn't pitch the first game. He right? didn't. He no, warmed he was, up. He was today. warming up. Yeah. I still haven't yes. seen him get back to that point where I was comfortable with him, or at least Jason Fragenering, like I'm like, I keep making the comment. <laughs> so, yeah. but it, it, he just wasn't the same way he was finding it before that injury. And like I said, if I, if I saw that after that first outing, I would have been taking that step back and go, oh, you know what? You're a seven inning guy until you get right. Not to demote him or anything, but just let you get right, and then you can go back. It just yeah. seemed really weird to me. What about you, Brennan? Yeah, it's tough, especially because I'm just thinking of Sunday's game when Chatwood had the most inopportune time to have his only bad out. Oh, um, that was rough. In my mind, that's tough to pin on Charlie because Chatwood's been your most consistent guy for so long now. Um, but at the same time, it's the decision that came after that because wasn't it Travis Bergen who followed um, Chatwood and he proceeded yes. to walk three guys and yes. he went down and available in the bullpen and he wasn't warming up. Um, look, I, pacing I, yet. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm not a major league manager because it's so difficult to make these decisions on the fly. But some of them just seem so obvious watching from the couch. Like, why is Nano not up uh, at that point in time? Unless he was injured uh, or he just was simply unavailable. But somebody later called out on Twitter that Romano was up and throwing for a little while uh, when Bergen was walking everybody. So why didn't Romano come in first? So that game I definitely blame on Charlie. I'll give Thursday a pass with Dolis because he's supposed to be your high leverage guy. And you need to trust him in those situations. And really, I know Dolis had another rough outing or two earlier this year. But whenever Rafael Dolis gets a runner or two on base, I'm tripped because he always seems to find a way to get out of it. But that was just one of the times where he just didn't have good enough stuff to get out of it. Um, and that's tough to evaluate at the time like charlie's thinking okay there's a runner or two on base right now do i trust elise enough to do what he's done his whole blue jay get guys on base and get out of it somehow because he's really good at that so that was definitely disappointing i can't remember friday's game it was a friday's game they blew it in the bullpen too basically they had three yep. games one against boston and Ginspa, where they had uh, they were one out away from winning three games of those and then on yes. monday they Came all the way back from 5 nothing, tied at 5-5, went down 7-5, tied at 7-7, and proceeded to lose 14-7. So yes. you can make an argument that you should have won that fourth game too. So when you go back and look at that right now, I know that they're 25-23, and 23, but there's a very real case that this team could be 30-19 and 19 right now after winning today and Tuesday. And that's sad to think about right now. I've lost some ground, and that makes this series against Cleveland pretty big because they're – a uh, half game back of the final wild card spot, Cleveland, uh, and we're two back of them. So if you gain one game on them, that's perfectly fine, and it's all because of last week. So there's a little bit on. Definitely blame Sunday on him. Um, Friday or sorry Thursday when Delise imploded, not so much. Um, and I do believe the other blown game probably is on Charlie too, from what I remember yeah. on the weekend. And uh, I had quite a bit to drink, so I don't think uh, I felt bad. Early memory's on. been already put your memory. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. boy. It didn't and, happen. Look, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought it's, it was. It, it was. It, it's one of those things where they tied it up twice in that game on Monday. You had that yeah. bloody home run with that memorable photo that everyone was circulating on Twitter, yes, which was, was fantastic. <laughs> and then you had Simeon tied it up again, and then they blew it. They just blew it. it Oh, lost me off so much. <laughs> me too. I didn't watch Monday because I was so pissed off with the other two oh, games so blown bad. earlier in the week. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not watching. So yeah. bad. But, you know, like, the one bright spot. First of all, I, I never want to see Trent Thornton starting again. Ever. 
I don't. I don't want to see it. <laughs> At least not but, anytime soon. <laughs> Sling had his best outing as a Blue Jay coming in. Really best result. There was so five maybe this runs. is the solve. You put Nate Pearson in as an opener, and then you run into maybe. Stripling. <laughs> he pitched seven innings. Right? It, yeah, it was, it was he did. a bad case. Not bad. And this is a guy that, like, notoriously gives up a shit ton of runs in the first inning when he starts. And it's just like, eh, we'll figure it out. Just and get over the first inning. Just, Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so just let someone else blow it up in the first th- And, you know, maybe he can come in and clean it up. But like, that's the only real bright spot, obviously, other than the two home runs that I mentioned. But another thing that pissed me off about that weekend series against Tampa, I know there's nothing they can do about it. I am so glad they're getting out of Dunedin. I am so tired of seeing opposing cheer for the opposing team so loud in, in Dunedin. It pisses me off so much. You had the Red Sox fans doing it. You had Tampa Bay's fans doing it. It's like we're I didn't even think there were any Tampa Bay fans. What the f- uh, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they're all in Dunedin. The sad thing like is it, it's probably easier for them Tampa Bay fans to get Dunedin than it is to get to the Trop. And that's why that's they were able to actually go. Because getting to the Trop is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Tried it you know? myself. It's horrible. <laughs> so, look, there is not a better time for them to go to to Buffalo. And let alone, look, that I like the upgrades that they did for for that stadium in Dunedin, but it's not a big league ballpark. It's and I'm not taking anything goal. away from yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Vladdy's accomplishments there because it sort of dilutes think about it. I don't want to. But it, it, at the same time, it's, anything. it's still got the dimensions. It just has yeah, that, it, you know, that Gulf stream of air, yes. <laughs> yeah. like literally. Yeah. And the weird sunset. So we have to do 737 starts. But like, I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's look, I'm just so glad they're getting out of there. And I'm so glad they're going to Buffalo. You are. Too. Were you able to get tickets or no? No, they sold out in 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> on the secondary markets from what I've seen, too. <laughs> and they're not going... The, the Yan- I was trying to tact it, Braun, because my mom is a Yankees fan, and she's like, oh, I'll go, we'll have a family outing, da, 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 and I love my mom, and I, so I tried yeah. to, you know, get Yankees Blue Jays tickets. They're, they're so they started at $180. <laughs> so, wait, wait, for, like face value? Face value from, oh, from the God. Bison's ticket office, $180. What? per seat really it's a freaking itty bitty ballpark they're making <laughs> and, up the lost revenue dude. exactly it's gotta be a billion it. times yeah. over and the fact that the bisons aren't even getting the revenue because it's being deferred so you know the normal ticket master nonsense they're paying the bisons and then the blue jays finally get their cut you know so it's probably six degrees from te- kevin bacon by the time you really get you know your money <laughs> so on that point though i tried that i'm like okay i'll go for the houston astros and the Mon- great no problem right Yep, gone. I was literally yeah. sitting there spamming the freaking in the middle of a meeting that I'm talking in. I'm sitting here clicking on my mouse. <laughs> yeah. Hoping People that I would finally get that back. window. That says, oh, by the way, here, select your tickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even get that far. I just kept erroring, wow. erroring, erroring, erroring. <laughs> so, um, but I guess the biggest thing that shot my chances in the arm, I found out after the fact. That not only were Buffalo Bison season tickets allowed to buy tickets pre-advance, it was anybody that had season tickets to any Buffalo sports owned by the Pagulas. Uh, what, so Sabres and Bills got access Sabres to Sabres and Bills, yeah. White Hawks and Amherst fans oh, here. <laughs> so in the Amherst, the Pagula, Pagula the Media too. owns like basically almost every sport here in Western New York. Because they even yeah, own they're the, only they, successful with one. They, yeah. they only they even own the uh, 
hockey team here in Rochester. Americans. Oh, wow. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And they even, until a few weeks ago, Brenda, they even owned one of your favorite bars in the 716. Yes. <laughs> so That's the best bar in Buffalo. Trust me. That, though, like I said, I didn't realize that that was each of the pre-sales. So they, I, I wonder if there was like three tickets really left by the time I went to go actually buy tickets. But the fact that they're going to be in Buffalo anyways, I'm just happy that in Buffalo there will be more Blue Banner playing yes. the Yankees. Yep. So. And Craig, you can guarantee that probably in a few weeks, maybe even by Fourth of July, that stadium will be allowed to have full capacity. The so rumor was the sure. reason they only sold the first Blue eight Blue Jays games was because the expectancy is supposed to go up to 65% after June 16th, 17th, something like that. So it's going to be 65% and it's going to be, um, they've been saying all vax at that point when they go. Right, right. No problems getting tickets. I would hope. (laughs) If if that is any signal to what tickets will be like when they finally come back to Toronto, even if it's next year, oh boy, (laughs) you better get ready to pay quite a pretty penny for the home opener in 2022 that i will say this sure. though outside the yankees series because this makes 110 percent in, right. in new york that those tickets were outrageous their games i was on par with where i thought the prices would be in that 50 60 dollar okay. ballpark for the little the more fair <laughs> like i right. said the the miami series the astro series they uh the, the premium tickets i think were 80 dollars. that's not bad so here's, I guess here's how you beat the system. Yeah, here's how you beat the system. Right? Wait, and the I, guy I on the corner this. outside the ballpark. <laughs> sort of. Um, you go to the ballpark and you know you see the scalpers and you just ignore them for a little bit. You don't have any tickets. You just ignore them. And you go to the local bar. You have a beer or two. Just let the game start. Two innings. <laughs> let it get into the first two, three innings. You know, you're, you're drinking your beer at the bar, which is significantly cheaper than it would be in the ballpark yes. anyway. And get you're watching the game. There. Yeah. <laughs> Then you find that same scalper and be like, how many tickets you got? He's like, I got two. How much? X amount. Okay, buddy, here's the deal. It's the third day. You're going to walk away making no money. How about I just buy them for face value and you can get your money back sold? It's happened so many times with me because by the third inning, there's no one walking around the stadium to get in. Right. And they got to make some money back. So at that point, you offer them face value and get in there. Craig, so if you've got the time, do that. Yeah. Me and my dad did a uh, – tried to do uh, six uh, six stadiums in a week. And we got to, oh, Fen- nice. we got to Fenway. And um, we couldn't get tickets. That was how we ended up finally getting tickets. You wait. Yeah. We wait, we hung out at some bar that was right outside the Green Monster, outside the ballpark, and watched oh, it Oh, you up. went to the bullpen. You went to That's the bullpen. It. Yeah. yeah, so we were in there watching, and they, they were playing the Blue Jays. That was the reason we really wanted to go there. We were, it's like we were following up the East Coast, started yeah. all the way down in uh, Baltimore and kept going up. <laughs> that's so. a Bills bar. Did you know that? I did not know that. Is it really? Yeah, that's a, that, that's now a that's just defined irony ball. right there. Dude, literally right, literally so taking a shit in Boston's backyard. You ended up with the two Yes, yes. So I went to the last game. Of the Blue Jays season one year, I think it was 2013, if I'm not mistaken, and they were playing the Red Sox. And after the game, we had parked in a parking lot in a in a uh, garage rather, and the line to Structure. get in was just too long. And we were just like, let's just go get a beer and wait it out. So we go in this in this into the bullpen, and I'm drinking. I'm like, I'll have a Labatt Blue because everyone's drinking blues, and I'm and I'm not even thinking. And I'm like, all right, so football's on because it's like whatever we'll watch, and it's the Bills Jets. And everyone's wearing, I'm looking around, everyone's wearing Bills jerseys. 
I'm like, well, no. why are there so many Bills fans? And they're like, it's a Bills bar, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> that, this is when freaking Adam people. goes like full car straight oh, into a Zuba. Dude, and, like, <laughs> and they had like merchandise, official Bills bar of Boston. I was like, oh, this you invaded enemy territory legit on their turf. That's on like the over floor. again. That's Beautiful. awesome. That is so awesome. if you ever get a chance to see like a Blue Jays game on a Sunday while the Bills are playing, because sometimes that happens in September. Yep. It's an amazing atmosphere. But uh, but I digress. All right. So we talked about all the Blue Jays stuff. Let's uh, let's get to picks to click and um, predictions. Craig, what do we got for the P2Cs okay. from last week? On the P2C, Mr. Brandon Panikar had Hyunjin Ryu. You had an... Randall Grichik, I had Terry Hernandez. And we okay, never, I actually they're... forgot to put out the tweet for the uh, guest spot, so. That's okay. <laughs> I'm yeah, going we'll to carry, carry over the Robbie Ray check. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing is, it might be Robbie Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say I had anything to Oscar Hernandez. And, uh, and Randall Grichik. counting Robbie Ray today. <laughs> Rand, yeah. Randall Grichik had um, a. I will say a typical new Grand Gretchen week. So Adam, you might actually have a good chance here. But Ryu had a pretty good suit. But this is that he pitching did. default overhitting thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Was it a full standout for Ryu to really run away with it? But then Robbie Ray, was that the ten strikeout outing over the last week? No, it was that we had already covered that. Okay. Right. I think Adam just broke out of the uh, yeah. cellar. <laughs> I, I give that to you too, Adam. <laughs> yeah! First dubs. You are on t- the board! He's, yes. He is now tied for this last with the guest spot with one win. <laughs> this is the start, right? It's not how you start, it's how you finish, even though That's I will right. regret it's those a marathon, picks before. not a race. <laughs> That's You're it. on the trajectory of Josh Allen. First year, you know what? Project, got to work through some kinks. Second year, all right, got my team to the playoffs. Third year, I'm an MVP candidate. I'm, I'm you king. You are on that. Yeah. Did you see Yo, his sick new uh, visor dude, thing? I was just going to say <laughs> King Visor Allen. It oh is my like God. this in awesome short. blue turquoise, like uh, teal, is, is white, he yellow wear thing. that in the season? No. no. You guys heard it. about, um, you saw what happened with Shannon Sharp and Julio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I forget the Barstool uh, podcast that does for football. I forget. Um, oh, is it Busting with the Boys? It's Big Cat. Uh, oh. I forget. I don't know. Um, anyways, so they called him. And they tried to spoof it. And they were just talking about the visor. And like, yo, so visor or no visor? What are we doing? And he's like, uh, I'll wear the visor in practice, but I'm not going to wear it at the game because I'm stupid. Yeah, man, it's so cool. Dude, I know. He looks he so looks, bad. Yeah, he's going to say badass is the cop. definition of that picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Looks Boy. great. Uh, the only thing yeah. that I would love to see him do is when, if they do the uh, the color out or the color rush thing again, and it's the red jerseys again instead of the blue. He gets his red yeah. all yeah. like that. He's just like I love Bills those blooded out. <laughs> they already said they're doing the white grill for the helmets on all helmets this year for really? them for the Bills. Yeah, so I'm I'm happy good. about that. White face mask rather. Yeah. So, all right. So picks to click. Uh, let's start. Uh, Brennan, why don't you kick it off? Who you got? Hmm. Do I go the pitching route again? It didn't help me this time, even though it's helped me a whole bunch in the past. Uh, P.S. Robbie Ray just gave up another home run, so it's 4-3 Yankees. Damn yeah. it. That's been his heel all year. Gary Sanchez, too. What's a shit. Because he's not walking people, and that's yep. why the home runs are allowable. Um, yep. Hmm. That's a good question. I, I'm going to go with... Uh, 
didn't really think this one through. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Oscar Hernandez. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Craig? I am thinking I uh, watching Marcus Semien hit that home run today. This has got me in his corner right now. I'm going to go with, with uh, Marcus Semien. <laughs> right the hot hand. He's been incredible. He is getting the most undersun MVP candidate kind of thing going on right now at all, Easily. isn't he? Easily. It's, this is his campaign a few years ago all over again. Yeah. But he yeah. is going to, if this pace and goes into Buffalo hot like he's been, oh. guys, he's a 40 home run guy in that ballpark. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. So Pretty sure on Friday he was eighth the eighth most valuable place. So Blue Jays could by very, very soon have two of the top five in terms of war. I got to uh, ask this question. Are you throwing a brick of money at him this off season to keep him in the, in a, a Blue Jay uniform? Because I, I wanted him to do that when they signed him in the first place. Is this, I this is more than, this is more than I was expecting. No, uh, oh, Simeon. Simeon. but, uh, but I was, I just, um, expecting consistency, not so much stand out. You know what yeah. I mean? I, 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 unless it's an overpay, I don't think he takes it because it, the one year to bet on yourself and get paid like crazy. So unless they he overpaid, has really liked playing with these guys though. Oh, I, <laughs> so there's doubt. something to be said about that. And he didn't really want to leave. Oakland. 30. Yeah. Yeah. I He's just 30. I'm not giving him more than two. No, I don't think he'd take it either. I guess we'll find out. You know, because how, how far guys. away, how far away is like, are, are we, I mean, he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but like, you still have an obligation to develop Cavan. I'm not trying to harp on the Cavan train. Like, maybe Austin Martin will play in the infield at some point, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he'll play second. The catch but, is yeah. right now. The guy is clicking in this lineup, clubhouse, and everything. Do you try to develop or do you try to hold on to that? I really don't. I, I guess this is almost the yeah. slash Josh Donaldson back 2017, right? The one yeah. thing you do <laughs> in, his, in the Blue Jays' favor with Simeon could be the fact that he did linger on the free agent market. So if you offered him a nice deal, be like, "Hey, certainty of getting this money instead of lingering again." But the market's going to screw him had, too. I think this coming year, with yeah, Ami, the, with the people that are true going to be it's available. True. So yeah, I, I honestly but, would be shocked if he's not in the Blue Jays to clean up on. But I, I just would like he screams me. I love watching him in the lineup. I kind of got. I'm getting that feeling that he's just got to stick around. <laughs> I'd, do, I'd I'd offer him what they re- reportedly offered DJ, and I know DJ was a few years older. What? Lemayhew was four eighty something. The same. Yeah. No. Lemayhew's one fucking. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been that great. I do. I do two in an option. I'll meet you in the middle. I'll do two in an option. All um, right, but we gotta get Am's click. click. <laughs> yeah, Manoa. Book it. I was Let's actually go. seriously thinking about locking that yes. in because he's going to and if he and does anything Buffalo. like he did today you got yourself probably that almost like you said the standout performance and maybe they'll let him pitch fucking seven innings that was the only thing that pissed me off have. about this they, yeah. you had a chance to spend for the, the whole first game and not pitch anybody you used Jordan Romano in that game for a throwaway inning and I would have at least let him go out if he struggled yes. with the first batter Okay, then bring Romano in. You've not, you've, you haven't lost anything except giving him another, maybe six, seven pitch. Yeah, you're protecting a two-run lead though in Yankee Stadium. You want to just shut it down, I guess. But I agree with you. I wanted to see him get the shutout. Yeah. Um, we'll see. All right. Uh, so prediction times: three at Cleveland, two against Miami in Buffalo. It's a Buffalo Blue Jays bet. Um, I'm missing my hat. Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland. Eh. Eh. I'll go two out of three against Cleveland. 
I'll be a I'm little with, bold. I'm with you there. That's a series you need to win and gain some ground. I know it's, it's early-ish, but not really. Like It's a pretty big series considering it's the end of May, and they're going to be a team you need to beat out for the wild card. Plus, you have Ryu going tomorrow. You have to win that game. Um, and they're starting a rookie. I don't, I've never heard of Eli Morgan. Blue Jays have struggled with rookies in the past. I was going to say, that's going to be in the game we lose. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> they've been horrible. I, w- I yeah. really wish that was something you could look up in like five seconds because I really want to say the Blue Jays are batting sub 100 against <laughs> you never faced before. Yeah. Yeah. It really wouldn't shock me. Yeah. And yeah. that trend continued already right, once or twice this season, too. Yeah. But I, I still think they take two out of three. I, I agree, but I'm just saying that, in my opinion, two it's two my two out of three, the one game that I'm going to lose. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the one thing that the Blue have, Jays have for that series, though, is that we have the A team going outside of K, possibly, but K looked really, really damn good the last you know couple starts. So, <laughs> you, know, you got rippling for Saturday is what it is as of right now. Is that what they were saying it was? Okay, I didn't yep. realize that, but okay. Uh, I thought they said uh, that K was going to start that. Maybe it's because they don't think he's as no, he's hurt. Up. In the, he's, he got he's put in the minors. On the yeah, he got put oh, on the 10-day. Okay, I, I, I missed thought. that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. They were, because yesterday, it must have been Tuesday during the game, they were talking that he was going to make his next start. So apparently that changed between today's broadcast and on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, let me see if I have a, an update on that. I could have sworn he got played. Okay. Yeah, with a blister. Yeah. Um. Anyway. All right. So strip. So we got uh, Memorial Day on Monday off. So off day for the Blue Jays on uh, Memorial Day, uh, U.S. holiday. Then we got two against the Marlins. The Marlins to me are one of those exciting teams to watch because they're up and yeah. and you know since that Geo trade, people are like, oh god, they're going to be terrible. Derek Jeter doesn't know what he's doing. In fact, I don't know. He's kind of building on an exciting. They're, team. they're, they're he's been team. quietly doing it. Yeah. Not not yeah. Not, not like you would think with the noise that was. Derek Jeter, good in New York, but um, yeah. I have really enjoyed watching that Jazz Chisholm play shortstop. Yes, yeah. he's a player. He's going to be fun to watch for years to come. There's I honestly good, was thinking yeah. that he would. I don't think he's got the ceiling of this c- comparison, but he has that same mold to me. He reminds me of Omar Vizquel with how he plays the game. Great, great defender and has just enough doubles pop. That's enough of them will go over the wall for home runs here and there. But he's in that stadium down in Miami, guys. He's just going to be able to hit the ball in all those goddamn places. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and he's a, got legs for team, days. It's a team <laughs> with a, uh, a similar record to the Blue Jays right now. They're 24 and 26. So they're not like too far off. Um, two games under 500 were two games over. Um, plus, these are the first two games in Buffalo. So being in a minor league AAA stadium might benefit these guys for Miami because they're so young. Um, I'm just kind of spitballing here. I'm going to be conservative with it. I'm going to take a split because I don't like two-game series at all, so I'm just going to take I'm, a split. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Two, just one, and have a three and two next five games. That, that's fine. I agree. Yep, so same. I'm going to go with the sweep in Buffalo because okay. I think they're going to happy to be home. <laughs> or at least you're going to find a way to get in. I'm right? going to yes. find a way. I'm just yes. going to sneak in. I'm going to rip up floorboards, whatever I have to do. Who's that guy <laughs> running on the field? It's Craig. <laughs> I'm going streaking, guys, straight through the quad into the gymnasium. Yeah, just say you're Craig Pagula. There it is. <laughs> do it See how say. far that gets me. You'll be able to do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Don't worry um, about it. <laughs> That being said, uh, there is no Blue Jays game next Thursday, so we will be again 
broadcasting live next Thursday. Craig, I believe, yes, the agreement, you are scheduled to host next Thursday. So those on the, the live stream, please set your uh, schedules, your calendars, whatever. To next Thursday evening at 7, we will be joining you live. And on top of that, if you haven't yet, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you're live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, wherever you get your uh, live stream fixes from, we are on all the podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast fix, we are there. Please take the time to give us our quick review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, guys, I don't know if you have any closing uh, statements you'd like to make regarding this Blue Jays team. Make them now. No, that's team, enough. But I will say this, though. Blue Jays fans, tonight has been fun interacting with everybody on Twitter and whatnot before the game. It was abnormal hearing our show here again tonight. So please, we are here. We want to chat with you. Hit us up on the Twitter account. Even when we're not having the live shows and when we're doing have the live shows, we are happy to chat and include your parts of the conversation or even your points of view interjected into our conversation here on the show. We are live when we're recording this. Make sure you take advantage of that. Yes, we will stop our conversation if you have a point. <laughs> Especially if it's a stupid joke. We seem to always make sure we hammer those ones home. I forgot yes. to tell you guys, I, you guys saw the tweet that said to you before the game. My mom with a classic um, yes. joke over the weekend here when she, we, were, we were watching the Blue Jays-Yankees game the other night. She saw Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s hair for the first time you know the pina power that we all know and love but her being a yankees fan she's never seen him you know without the helmet on in the field so she saw it for the first time and more or less said oh my god when did the blue jays sign sideshow bob from the Side simpsons bob. <laughs> there you go well, so that's Side the, bob is, the kind uh, of fun raging. we can interject into this year make sure you enjoy yes. the jokes <laughs> especially next thursday like i said there's an off day so there's not going to be a blue jays game to distract you so please join us and talk some blue jays we're we're Filling in the gaps there for your Blue Jays yes. needs. Um, let's end this like we always do. Two claps, Ric Flair. Let's go, Blue Jays. Woo! Woo! Let's, let's go, Blue, go Blue Jays. Blue Manoa Blue Mania. Jays. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.